Show Talk, the place where I talk, you talk, and we talk about shoes. And look at that. Look at that consistency. Another episode, just a few hours apart from each other. Thank you. Thank you. I'm slowly patting myself on the back here because that last episode took so long to record, but it was an enjoyable one. And I can't wait to do this one with you guys as well because, man, so many things happened in this episode. I feel like I say that about every episode, honestly, but this episode, let me do my disclaimers now or warnings now, I guess. But again, this show, a little higher in the ratings here. Let's make sure that we are age appropriate in what we are watching. Okay, there are some graphic scenes. There are some dark thoughts, especially in this episode. So I want to make sure we are all age appropriate if we are watching or listening to this podcast because I don't want to be triggering no baby ears. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, let's hop into episode four of Cloak and Dagger. Are we already here? Wow. It's called Call and Response, and there was a lot of calling and responsing on both ends of Tyrone and Tandy, and after everything that happened in episode three, I just, there's a lot. But like we always do, let's start off with a quick recap of what happened in episode three. Stained Glass, I mean, I know you just listened to it because I just released it, but just in case for anybody who's catching up and following along with me, let's do a quick recap, like always. When we last looked at what happened with Tandy and Tyrone, we got to walk in the land of the Loa. And this is a spiritual land that we learned from Auntie Evita's aunt, who gives a bath to Tyrone to be able to cleanse himself, look deep within himself and see the correct path that he needs to follow or who he needs to follow and he's able to see Tandy and her life and her fears her fear of what's happening to her father her fear of everything that's happened in her life the men that she's used to get by since she was a child and her life turned upside down and the accident that killed her father and how she always runs in face of that On the other side of it, we see Tandy, and we know that to be able to access the land of the Loa, you can either have the bath that Tyrone has, or you could suffer a concussion, which she unfortunately suffers from earlier in that episode. But instead of seeing her own path, just as Tyrone had, she was able to see Tyrone's fears, or possibly his hopes, and we see that what he's looking for the most is justice and the only way that he sees that or at least in the mind of Tanny's walk is through the death of Connors the police officer who killed his brother in both walks both Tandy's and Tyrone's they're able to help the other and how Tyrone stops Tandy from running he explains to her that she needs to 
fight back. She needs to stop running from her problems and face them head on. If She wants to see a difference in what's been going on. And the same thing happens for Tandy. She looks at what Tyrone is doing and how he's just repeating the same actions over and over again, which just lead to his death and tells him, he has to change. He has to find a way that's going to work for him to get the justice that he's looking for. And that ends up being him looking for a way to get Connor arrested or at least own up to the truth of what happened to Billy and his whole corruption in general. And that's how we kind of move along with episode three. We see a little bit of both sides of who they are and what they're really facing internally that maybe they wouldn't say to one another or those closest to them wouldn't know about the other. And now they're finally coming together as both Cloak and Dagger and learning and using what they know about the other to change each other, to be important figures in the other's life and that's kind of how we we use episode four we use episode four to look at what we've learned in episode three and see how we're able to help tandy to tyrone and tyrone to tandy yes they have opposite powers and yes they are both going through different ways of life, but they're also the only two that can understand each other. And that's how we're going to go into episode four, seeing how these two characters can come together and change each other's lives, make a difference for each other while they're also trying to grow into their powers and what they mean to each other, both for themselves and for the city. Now, I don't know if it was just me, but if you look at how this episode was filmed compared to how the last three episodes were filmed, it's a little bit different. Before, you could see like a back and forth motion of Tandy's perspective and everything that's going on in her life, and then Tyrone's perspective and everything that's going on in his life. Now, although that's true for this episode, it also has a different feel to it. In this episode, although you see everything that's happened in Tyrone's life and you see everything that's happened in Tandy's life, there's also a moment where you see them both coexist together. And I guess that's what we should look forward to or expect seeing as now that they're interacting with each other more. But in this, this middle ground, we get to see how their interaction with each other and their talking to each other and understanding each other changes each point of view. So say Candy gives Tyrone advice about how to go about getting this truth that he's looking for since episode three. Now it's going to change the scenes and how Tyrone's life continues on without Tandy. And if Tyrone were to give advice to Tandy, that moves her point of view and her scenes going forward. So I thought that was pretty interesting to see. And so in order to break things down a little bit easily, I'm going to go from Tyrone's point of view to Tandy's point of view 
and then kind of mix it up a little bit based on what they've said to each other in that little mixed section and kind of tie it all together at the end. Hopefully it won't be too confusing, but just follow along and bear with me because I know that each point of view, either from Tandy's or Tyrone's, is just as important as both of them together, and I just want to make sure that that comes across for anyone who's listening. And starting off with Tyrone's, we see how his view has changed and his direction has changed when it comes to Connors. No longer is he just looking to kill him. He's actually listening to Tandy about how to find that true justice without hurting himself. But it's going to be a lot harder than it looks because what this show is really good at showing is the struggles that black men face in today's world. They live in a society where the justice system is against them. It's just a fact. And Tyrone is experiencing that. He's living in that. And to to go against that fear, to rely on a system that has continuously let you down and is looking for your downfall and looking to kill you, it it's pretty hard. And it's, it's a pretty... I can see why he decided to turn towards killing Connors first before looking to get help, but he does. And there's this scene in this episode where he's sitting in the police station waiting to get a slip in. It's like he's undercover, basically, trying to look for information, trying to look for anyone who's going to understand or who's going to help him. And he does that with the disguise of saying that his bike was stolen in order to see what information he can get on Connors, if they even know a Connors, if they're still covering up the murder of Billy, or if now is the chance and so many years has gone by. And as he's sitting in the station and he's waiting, I, my heart started pounding because you could see the fear in his body language. He was shaking. He was looking around nervously because he is the only black boy surrounded by cops, surrounded by other felons. And I think the directors did such a good job in increasing the volume and the music that was behind the intense situation that even my heart was pumping throughout this entire scene. And instead of sticking it through and getting a cop to help him and getting the information that he needs, he runs, which is a little, I don't know, connects a little bit and how Tandy is always running from her problems, but he is running from his fear. And that's also ironic seeing as fear is one of his main powers. But with all that said, that was such an important scene to show how he must go about the rest of the season if he really wants to get Connors. Is he going to let his fear win and letting a system that's always let him down, let him down once more when it comes to getting the justice for his brother? Or will he rise above it and 
get the help that he needs. What we do know is that he is clearly not letting his parents or anyone else close to him know about what he's actually doing. And that I can see is showing some kind of pressure on his shoulders. I mean, he's already had to live up with feeling like he needs to be another Billy that he has to be the perfect child after everything that's happened, that maybe he blames himself for Billy's death and putting this pressure on his parents or someone that he knows of what he's doing and even if it might not work out, that's a lot to deal with. And you can see that he's lashing out both on his parents, at others, and there's this moment where he lashes out as his father and God, he was bold. That was a bold moment because I would never, never do that unless I was looking for a quick butt whooping. But instead of that, his father brings him to a community where there is just a group of black men coming together and playing music and being strong with one another. And at first you wonder why, why is Tyrone here? Why is his father bringing him here? especially after lashing out and you can see the changes that are happening in the dynamic between the two of them and it all gets explained when we learn about the red hawks which is what this community is it's a community of black men who stand together and patrol the streets and protect one another protect the community from what is to come and we learn that not only was Tyrone's father part of this community, but so was Billy. Billy was known as a spy boy, and a spy boy goes out and basically relays the messages of what's going on in the community and warns the community of any issues that may be going on. And I think that was such an interesting take. I don't know if the Red Hawks are real. If they are, I want to know all the information about them, their history and everything like that, because so much has history of black communities, black men been hidden from society that getting a piece of this knowledge of what seems like a very secret organization is very interesting. And I hope to find out that it's real, fingers crossed. But with how secret it is, I feel like we are also on the same level of Tyrone. We're learning something new about his family that I don't think he even knew because it seems that his father has disappeared and estranged himself from the community ever since Billy's death. And that may be a good or bad thing in looking to protect himself, but now that they're coming together once more, we get to see how this community has shaped both his father and how it may help Tyrone as well. One thing that was very interesting to see was that the spy boys are known in creating their own cloaks, I guess, and it is used as a representation of who they are. And it's made of extensive beaded work that takes hours and days and maybe even years. And each year they create a new one in order to 
reflect the new identity and the new person that they are going forward. And in this moment, we have a glimpse of what is possibly Tyrone's cloak. And it turns out to be Billy's last cloak that he made for himself as a spy boy. Now, I just love that, that Tyrone might be able to use what Billy left over as a spy boy, as a member of the Red Hawks known to protect a community and all that that stands for and use it as his own cloak, as his own superpower costume or getup that represents the same thing, represents protecting those closest to him and just getting the justice that it deserves. So it was like having, or it's going to be like having a little part of Billy with him. And so when Tyrone's father allows Tyrone to actually finish Billy's cloak, ah, my heart was there and I'm so excited to see what the finished product is going to be, especially if this is gonna be a staple outfit for Tyrone moving forward, either in season one or season two. So that changes things up for how we're going to be moving forward with Tyrone. Now that we've seen a little glimpse of his cloak, what that may do with how he goes about getting justice for Connors, what that may do for his powers, and also seeing the relationship between his father and him change. You can see a little bit of the burden that he has on his shoulders lift off a little bit. So there's a lot for Tyrone that we may not see happen happen now that things are changing for him and possibly changing for the better but although it looks like all sunshiny days at this moment things take a bit of a twist when Tandy and Tyrone talk a little bit more but first we're gonna slip into everything that happened to Tandy because we can't have the cloak without the dagger our poor Tandy, man, she can't, she can't get a break because as we saw in episode three, one of Tandy's biggest problems is that she keeps running. And finally, when she decided to stop running, nobody was on her side. No one was there to help her. And yet Tyrone continues to push the fact that the only way she's going to get justice and the only way she's going to change her life is if she she does just that she just stops running and trusts that something good's going to happen from it and one thing that she's running from is the death of her father and how that connects to Roxanne so we don't really know much about Roxanne and how it relates to her father but we do know that Nathan Bowen used to work at Roxanne before he died and we know that before he died Nathan was expressing that he was a big part of the engineering project of what was happening at the rig he knew that issues were going on at the rig and if they didn't stop drilling if they didn't fix their power source or whatever it was that it was going to explode so basically Nathan knew that whatever Roxanne was doing was wrong and that they needed to fix what they needed to do before the explosion happened and clearly they didn't do it in time but now it seems that Roxanne has used Nathan as a scapegoat in order to you know 
pushed the blame off of them and in turn they ruined his name they lost all the money and that's why we see tandy and her mother in the situation that they are in now because they lost the name of the bowen family because of roxon and so that's basically tandy's biggest bad guy and she needs to find a way to face them now it's a good thing that tandy's mom melissa is dating that married married attorney who is trying to help her win this Roxanne case and open it up once more. So she has information to him, but the only way she's going to get that is to get to Greg, her mother's boyfriend. Now, of course, she doesn't trust him because her mom is prone to doing the same thing over and over again. Now, if you think Tandy has problems with running, her mom has her own problems with drinking drugs and putting her love and affection in men that clearly are just unavailable and not really here for her. But maybe that's not the case with Greg because as Tandy uses her powers to see Greg's actual motives, she sees that he might actually be a good guy. He might actually be there to find the truth of what happened to Nathan and his connections to Roxanne and what actually is the cause of the rig explosion and that he actually loves her mother, that he looks for a future with her mother. So she uses what she knows. She knows that her powers, although random and weird and not like her at all, are the truth. And if that is his hope, is to be a family with her, her mother, and him, then maybe she's able to rely on him to the extent that she needs, at least to help her get the information that she needs. And so they work together, her and Greg, for the first time in actually solving this case. And she's able to learn a lot of information, some of which I couldn't understand, honestly. I had to go back and listen to it multiple times, but basically the gist of it was Roxanne knew what they were doing. And they knew that it wasn't really gonna work, but they had to keep pushing for whatever energy source or whatever they were digging up for underneath the water. And they refused to listen to her father's warnings. And because of that caused the explosion, caused deaths, and they could get in serious trouble for that. But you can't, you can't get in trouble if you blame all the issues on a dead guy. It's just facts. And so as they're getting closer and closer to the truth, we have an issue. Things went from a good high to we're finding out what's happening and we're getting closer to the truth and we stopped running and everything's great to an assassination attempt. What? Yup. Because as Tandy goes back to Greg's office to confront him on the issues that he's going on with his, her mother and all of that, he gets shot point blank by a secret detective that we don't know about. But we all know, we all know internally that it's, it's Roxanne. It has to be. I mean, if they already caused an entire cover-up based around Tandy's father, why wouldn't they cover up another man who is getting closer to the truth? 
Tandy so far without Greg is the only one that knows the truth, is the only one that has the information. So if Greg's out of the picture and he's dead now, dead, ugh, crazy. Just when I started liking him, right, he he decides to be a target. (laughs) I mean, not his fault, but you know what I mean. Just when I started liking Greg and seeing a future for them and a change for both Tandy and Melissa... Oh, man, again, they just can't get a break. And now that Tandy might have a target on her back for getting the truth, things just take an entire left field. But of course, she's not going to stop. Tandy is not going to stop getting the truth that she needs to clear her father's name. And luckily, even though Roxanne does whatever they can to cover up the truth, killing Greg, setting the entire office on fire, she's able to get as much information she can that was held in one of Greg's safe boxes. So she does have information more now than she had in the past. And so now we get to see how she's going to use that moving forward as well. Because that is her big bad guy. Where Tyrone has Connors as his bad guy, Roxanne is Tandy's and so they're fighting this separately right now and they need as much information and as much outside support as they can get and what these papers hold might be that for Tandy. Alright, so that's both parts. That's Tandy and that's Tyrone and their story as separate entities by themselves. But there's one more part in this episode that I explained earlier on in which we see both of them together. Now, I hinted at this a little bit and how Tandy told Tyrone to go to the cops in order to fight the justice system and get the justice that he was looking for. And Tyrone hinted at Tandy that she needed to stop running and look towards Roxanne in getting the truth about what happened to her father and finding her own justice. But that's not it. We get to see a bonding moment that happens between both of them in a way that we haven't seen in the last three episodes. They express things that they couldn't tell to anyone else. They admit it that they couldn't say the things that are going on with them. Like someone would believe that you can teleport all of a sudden or that you can create daggers of light by random and you can't control it so don't ask them to do tricks. And it seems that they can only turn towards each other which might be a good thing honestly and my Tyrandy heart real talk was pounding super hard because they uh the bond that they showed together in the last couple minutes with them together is just so great and so strong that I can't wait to see it throughout the rest of the season and some of it comes from them confessing their fears and actually owning up to the powers that they have and how Tandy has the power of hope and she wishes that she had Ty's power, his power to run the way she's always wanted to. And although Ty can see fears and everything that that comes with, he's been afraid his entire life. And to have Tandy's power, the power to kill his biggest fear is what he wishes to have. And they express that maybe that's why they don't have the powers that 
they want because it'd be too easy for them. One of my favorite scenes in that moment of both of them together and just getting to know each other and getting closer and the expression of their bond. Clearly that entire moment of them together in every part is amazing. But one important moment is when they test their limits. They get to see how their powers affect one another and what it means of how strong they are together and what extent of their powers that they have that they don't really know about. And the scene where they both reach out for each other to see how close they can get, how they can touch each other, and basically they repel like opposing magnets is, one, it was hot AF, and two, it was just, it was a moment where Tyrone says it nicely. He said it was nice for a moment, and it was because they were able to get pretty close actually and you get to see their powers physically where Tandy's hand begins to glow as it like glides closer to Tyrone and you actually see like the tendrils of Tyrone's cloak come out as he reaches for Tandy and that is so cool because every little detail that I see of their powers actually emerging from their body I don't know if it's the special effects I don't know if it's just how they film it I think it's very interesting just to see that their powers although part of them are actually kind of like separate entities too so I don't know specifically the cloak I think the cloak has a mind of its own that's just my opinion but the way it'd be acting sometimes it looks suspicious that's all I'm saying <laughs> and as they're getting closer even though their bodies are physically repelling them from each other they share some of their deepest darkest secrets Tyrone shares that he feels like he's never going to be the best son that was Billy that maybe he's trying to live in a world where he can be both of them and it's it's too much for him and Tandy confesses the fact that she actually wishes to kill herself I mean she doesn't say she wanted to kill herself but you can kind of infer that that's what she means and Tyrone himself loses it. I don't know if it's because he already has a protective streak against anything that happens to Tandy, but he basically tries to explain to her that her life has value and she shouldn't waste it and everything that comes with it. And Tandy tries to explain that he doesn't understand her life, that he is in the high rise of society right now and and she's in the lower class and She's gone through so much in her family, in her life, and seeing, and she would just like to trade her life for her father's, because clearly her father's life is more meaningful than hers. And it goes into a whole thing about privilege, and this, ah, oh, I love this scene as well, because we get to see, like I say, this, the show hints at different moments of importance between the character and how they are seen in society. And so Tyrone expresses to Tandy what it's like for him as a black man in America, where he goes out every day and is worried about how he might be shot in the back from the people who are meant to protect him. And Tandy, which, listen, this is not something we've 
see it a lot in TV, expresses what it's like to be a female in America and how she went to report a rape that occurred or almost occurred against her and she was told that she wouldn't be able to do anything, that the person who did this to her or almost did this to her was going to go away free, which is a big thing that happens in America today. Every day we see it reported on the news and to those closest to us, unfortunately, and the fact that this show hinted on that from both sides, from both point of views, is just amazing. And I don't think they were able to come to equal understanding because they both storm off with Tandy expressing to Tyrone that she's seen his hopes and his hopes is to one day die as well because the pressure is just too much for him. And Tyrone just screaming at Tandy that if she doesn't want the life that she has, that maybe she should give it up anyway. And oh no that's not the things to say you don't say that to your soulmate okay oh man because it just she tries tandy tries to kill herself she jumps off of a bridge to end the suffering that she feels she's going through and instead of dying she rises again with her her dagger a clear formation of her dagger and maybe I don't know I interpreted this as a rebirth for her and now that it's happened she has more control over her powers and I thought that was such a good scene uh, seeing her rise from the problems that she has been going through and using that momentum that that rebirth to continue on her her chances to go against Roxanne and even Tyrone and his anger and everything that has happened between him and Tandy and feeling like it's just another issue that he can't solve he even goes back to the police station to the place that he ran from and in his efforts to get the justice that he's looking for looks for who guessed it? Detective O'Reilly. So we are going to be seeing her a lot more and how her interactions with both Tandy, if it happens again, and Tyrone in his looking for the truth in what happened to his brother. So we'll see how she plays into future episodes, but I have high hopes for her. I think she's a good cop. And so we'll see. We'll see if she'll help him to the best of her abilities especially with how corrupt Connors is that that we know that he is so that's kind of everything that happened in episode four of Cloak and Daggers call and response and I think really I don't usually in the last couple episodes we've seen certain moments or certain scenes in which it responds to what the title is and I think this time I think the call and response was the call for Tyrone and Tandy to meet and the information that they give to each other and how they are responding to that information that they got from episode three or maybe it's 
the call for them to own up to their powers and how they respond to that. I don't know. It could be interpreted in so many ways, which I think is very interesting to look at. So what are your, what do you guys think the title really means in everything that this episode was? What was the call and what was the response? I guess that's the question for this episode. What was the call and what was the response of this episode? What do you think that the title means? Um, favorite scenes, I had a lot of them, clearly, and I'm not going to list them all again because, of course, my favorite scenes were anything where Tandy and Tyrone were together. But what did you think of Tyrone and Evita finally coming together? They haven't DTR'd the relationship yet, but it's, it's getting pretty steamy between the two of them. Are you team Evita or team Tyrandy? I'm not going to judge, okay? I love both females equally, but we all know where my ship stands. Um, I really liked this episode. I, it was a little slower paced, like I said, to the last couple episodes, but even more meaningful. <laughs> I didn't think that I was going to care for Greg as much as I did, seeing as I hated him last episode, especially in the rift that he was causing between Melissa and Tandy because they're already going through so much and we don't need a stranger who's not really going to help make that even worse. And it turns out he was actually a good guy. Damn, lost too soon. (laughs) What do you think that uh, Detective O'Reilly is going to do in order to help Ty? Do you think it's going to work? Do you agree with the messages that the show has been giving off so far that women and black men in society or people of color in society are going through a lot of these issues? Do you understand it? Do you do you get it? <laughs> I I feel like I relate to it so much more as a black female. I get to see both sides of both Tandy and Tyrone's and so It's cool to see a lot of what I go through throughout life and what I know many go through throughout life actually on screen in both both views at the same time. And so I can't wait to see how the rest of the season goes and other seasons that they're able to put out and what stories they're going to put out for us because it just seems it is real and I I guess I can't wait till the next episode and I hope to see you there. But like always, to keep the show going, to keep giving out the amazing content that they're they're giving to us, just keep talking. Keep talking about it online. Keep talking about it on Twitter. Talk with me at Show Talk Podcast on Twitter, at my website, showtalk.blog, anything that you can because the story is amazing and I want to keep it going with you. So keep on talking. See you next time.